Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. This show is a breakout from the CBS News Weekend Roundup, and every week we discuss issues including gender and income inequality. This week, we're talking about the new federal eviction moratorium. Millions panicked when it expired on July 31st, like this man in Rhode Island who was in eviction court the very next day. The evicted meeting gave me exactly three weeks to get out. And unfortunately, I have no place to go and nowhere else to go. But this woman in Charleston County is still worried because there's been a delay getting some $46.5 billion in federal aid, meant to help both tenants and landlords, out to people. She can't work because she can't afford child care. First, we was living off of unemployment, which was pretty good. And then now, since everything is being cut and everybody's getting put out, it's just I feel like I'm in hell. Some landlord organizations have already sued to block the latest moratorium. Alexandra Alvarado at the American Apartment Owners Association says they are racking up massive losses because of the freeze and the slowdown in getting help. For them, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of back owed rent is not uncommon. We'll hear from folk in both situations. I'll begin with 68-year-old Ronald Leonard in Daytona Beach, who thought he would be evicted. Now he's hoping the delay will help. That conversation after this short break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I was pacing up and down, and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't eat. Uh, You know, I figured that this was it. I was going to lose everything I got, and I don't have that much to begin with. You know, I've been here a year and a half, and I struggled since I've been here. I slept on the floor half the time I lived here, and I've been here a year and a half. But hopefully uh, this, uh, uh, this help that's coming from the Volusia County Social Services Department uh, that they can help up to a year and pay your back rent. I do have an income coming in from Social Security. I'm retired, but it takes 75% of that money just just for the roof over my head. That's not counting utilities and my my phone bill. And I get food stamps, but I only get $150 a month, and the price of food is ridiculous. And then I need extra money for, for food. Otherwise, I go hungry by the end of it. I'm a bad diabetic. You know, I can't go to a food pantry and get a bunch of canned goods, even though that I know there's a lot of people grateful out there for that. And I would be if I could. But uh, doctor says uh, no canned goods. So I got to do what he tells me. I'm wondering if, if you can talk to me a little bit about how you fell behind in your rent and what your landlord has done to help, if anything. Oh, my landlord, uh, you know, they haven't done anything. Uh, they even uh, told a little white lie to their lawyer that they sent me, uh, they gave me the necessary paperwork for them to evict me, like a three-day notice. 
and how much exactly I owed in March. And this could have been all straightened out already. But the uh, management company here, uh, uh, the manager, she wouldn't give me the information that I needed. And I was right on the phone with Volusia County Social Services. And they couldn't believe that she was saying no. You know, I was uh, devastated. Uh, I felt as though that they just wanted to uh, get me out so that they could uh, go up a lot more on the rent. And I don't get no help outside of Volusia County Social Services through the government. Uh, I pay everything on my own. Some people in here, this is a big apartment complex. Some people in here are on that section eight and I tried to apply for that, but they wouldn't accept an application. So I was getting all these hits all at once. The last couple of days, I just started relaxing. So what is the... What does the new moratorium mean for you now? Are you safe there for the moment, or are they still in the process of trying to kick you out? Uh, no, uh, it, the eviction's in the courts, but I don't think the judges can act now because uh, the CDC's protecting me. You know, I did all that paperwork for the CDC, and uh, they're the ones that have been protecting me. And then now, uh, I guess, uh, President Biden uh, added... Uh, two more months, you know, he said it might be a fight. It could be a month. It could be the two months. It could be, you know, because you don't know if uh, the, the states are going to fight it or the landlords are going to fight it and stuff like that. But there's $45 billion out there, they told me, that all people got to do is apply, and it takes time. They're not going to get it that day or overnight. It takes time. It's going to go through a process. I got my application in, I'm logged in. They only take so many at a time. And uh, when they get to me, they'll finish up. I'll send in the necessary paperwork that they need. And uh, they'll go over it and they'll see the, you know, I'm eligible because they helped me out last year for three months. It's just a matter of time. And now I have the time, I feel a heck of a lot better knowing that I, you know, by the time the month is up, uh, the two months is up, uh, I'll be caught up on my rent. And uh, then I'll really, really, really be happy. But I still owe money. I think it's about $5,600, I think. Do you mind if I ask you how you fell behind on rent in the first place? And what has going through all of this uncertainty been like for you? Well, I, uh, like I said, it was 75% of my income going just for the rent because I had to pay it all myself. And I'm ill and I don't get around. I have to have uh, food from the grocery stores delivered to me. And it's very expensive. It's not cheap. I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, I've been sick. You know, uh, I have medical problems heart problems and diabetes, and I can't walk good. My legs are giving out on me. Let, let me ask you, how long have you been waiting for this rental assistance to come through? Has it been a while? Has it been scary? Uh, yes. Uh, when, I, when I applied in March, I got right in because I called right away as soon as they uh, opened up the phone line. You know, it's just, it's just a time thing. It's a process, and that's what they explained to me. I imagine it upsets a lot of people, especially especially women with uh, uh, children, you know, single women, you know, that don't have no help. 
They lost their jobs and stuff like that. Me, I had a little income coming in. It helped a little bit. But when I first moved in here, I knew I couldn't afford it. And they knew I couldn't afford it. But it was the beginning of the pandemic last March. So I really didn't have no choice but to to take it. And they said I could have it. So I took it. And I struggled ever since. But I'm still here. So, But it took a toll on me. You know, I, I ended up with... Uh, heart problems and everything else now, uh, from stress, doctors blame it on stress, anxiety, depression. Uh, it, uh, when, when you're poor and you don't have the money, you know, to keep a roof over your head, it's the scariest thing that I could go through. And you've seen some other people get kicked out, haven't you? Oh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I thought it was pretty sad, especially with the single moms with little kids. My heart goes out to them. And this is America and, and, and why, you know, this is happening. And, you know, I don't know what the politicians are doing. I mean, maybe they're trying, but maybe they're not trying hard enough. That was Tenant Ronald Leonard in Daytona Beach. In Washington, D.C., a woman who was both a landlord and a tenant has different issues. She asked not to be identified by name because she's in an eviction lawsuit with a tenant. And she talks about how she's been affected by the eviction moratorium. That conversation after another short break. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So I am a landlord. I'm also a tenant. And, you know, it's really important to protect the tenants in this time for sure. But I think the whole conversation about you know, the eviction moratorium and all that stuff needs to refocus on releasing the rent assistance funds, which are sitting there when, you know, there are tenants who are about to be evicted because for some reason the rent assistance isn't being released to them or to the landlord. You know, so I think therein lies the problem. It's not just about, you know, a moratorium on eviction. No, I get it. But as and as you are both, you're a tenant and a landlord, from a landlord perspective, when the evictions ban expired, however briefly that might have been, did you think, okay, great, so I'll be able to get some of the money from my tenants? Or did you think, oh, my God, now what? Um, Well, I thought, well, now I should at least because I have an ongoing eviction lawsuit happening. And I thought maybe now the lawsuit could sort of move forward a little bit because everything has been in complete (laughs) frozen in time for so long. Uh, My lawsuit is since the fall of 2019 and there's no end in sight and I'm not collecting any rent and I don't know what's going to happen. So I did not expect that. Uh, my eviction lawsuit would be resolved right away. But I thought at least maybe there w- we'd see some movement forward. 
So let me ask you a couple of questions because I know that you are not a billionaire landlord. So tell our listeners a bit about what situ- about what, what's your situation. How many properties do you own? Look, I'm a small landlord. I, I own, uh, I mean, I, you know, my sort of previous career was as an investor. So I own right now three units in the D.C. area. Um, I, at this time, for many reasons, I can't afford to live in any of them, and I can't afford to buy my own house. So I'm also a tenant, but that's a whole other story. Basically, I I manage, I usually manage my own properties. Sometimes I get help from a property manager. Um, I work directly with the contractor. Sometimes I have to go there in person and make sure they do the job. And um, as anyone would tell you during this pandemic, it's actually really difficult to get contractors who are themselves stretched thin with labor. Um, it's difficult to find, you know, actually going to Home Depot and, and finding the, the maintenance, you know, equipment that you need. That's actually in shortage. And frankly, the uh, the contractors, they'd rather not deal with people like me because I'm just a small fish. <laughs> you know, when there are people who are doing major mega renovation projects and whatnot, and basically what I need is someone to fix the sink in one of my properties. And, you know, sometimes good luck to me uh, to get them to get to the property to fix the sink. So, um, I mean, these are just some of the, the issues that, landlords are dealing with in times of pandemic, you know, eviction moratorium or not. I wonder what how this has affected your credit, right? If you're not getting rent from your properties and your ability to live your own life. I mean, I know that you have said that you're not about to be homeless, but this has been a struggle for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful, you know, you know, but I live within my means. But but this also means there's a lot of things that I have not been able to do. Um, and, you know, that's fine, but it really does feel sometimes that, like, you know, one, one, one standard deviation away from financial disaster. So if my health should suffer, God forbid, you know, I would be in a bad situation very fast. If I were to lose uh, my other, any of my other streams of income, you know, it would, it would seriously, it would have some serious ramifications, a cascading effect. So just because right now in this moment in time, it feels like I'm managing to patch, you know, all the potential um, like financial holes, it can change at any moment. And And it was difficult a few months ago when, you know, all of a sudden, all the uh, income streams dried up and, and things, I don't know, things sometimes do happen in threes and all of a sudden you lose this tenant, you lose the other tenant, you lose your uh, contract job and and all of a sudden you have no streams of income and you have this ongoing eviction lawsuit that's not going anywhere. What do you do? Um, it's problematic. You know, I mean, luckily I've, I've managed to get through it, but it's, it is, you know, it just feels like constantly skating on thin ice. I'm curious as to what you're hearing from some of the other smaller landlords that you're talking to. Are they going through similar things or are their situations worse? Are they feeling forgotten because most of the nation apparently is coming down on the side of renters and not realizing that not all of y'all are billionaires? I think one of the most sort of difficult thing is the you know, the ongoing conversation about landlord tenant that it's so um it's just so 
oversimplified, oversimplified. You know, it's not landlords versus tenants. That's the most ridiculous thing. It's landlords, tenants, you know, dealing with uh, like a variety of things. Sometimes they're similar and, and, and usually they're symbiotic. And the role of government assistance is to just help facilitate this relationship so that so that nobody is distressed because what's the point? I understand that a lot of tenants are suffering, but what's what would be the point of pushing small landlords who are already, you know, let's say, um, working really, really hard to stay in the middle class income bracket? What's the point of pushing them, uh, stressing them financially to push them out of the middle class? bracket that's nobody benefits from that and then you get the commercial landlords moving in to buy the you know distressed properties of the mom and pops landlords and nobody benefits from that tenants wouldn't in the city wouldn't benefit from having more commercial landlords you know so so why not instead of stressing small landlords um why not help help tenants, help tenants to ensure that they're not financially distressed, um, you know, help small landlords stay where they are in their middle class brackets and, you know, and just kind of move forward, get through this crazy pandemic together and, and get out the other end without, you know, without losing limb or life. We can all do it together. It just has to, it can't be this polarizing conversation, tenant versus landlord. It's just too oversimplified. That was a Washington, D.C. landlord and tenant on her challenges amid the eviction moratorium. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear? Come on back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Monday. Follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys. Always on the go. Now you can take CBS Mornings with you. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews with today's leading figures in politics, business, and entertainment in the CBS Mornings On The Go podcast. It's available every weekday wherever you get your podcasts.